With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. Don't miss our weekend special. Save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed plus free home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. A very special edition of questions from the audience is Action Jackson, who is uh, now going by Lil Tex, I see. Mm-hmm. In our graphics. Uh, yeah is uh is joining me to take your questions for a very special edition of qfta friday late morning early afternoon qfta what do i, I call them what is all this fucking racket going on it makes me want to throw something i might have to throw something i it's like newspapers you got newspapers in there lil tex might have been my water bottle it right I, don't know. I heard it again you did i did it's like a, like oh. newspapers you know what? My hood was on. I'm wearing AirPods. That was it. God almighty. I really am. I really. Okay. I really am. <laughs> Stephen Wilde. See, this is going to be the magic of the live QFTA on YouTube. You fucking put it on Twitter, which is going to lead to a bizarro world of dog avatars and angry old motherfuckers. Uh, and, uh, but then also wonderful friends like Stephen Wildwood. Uh, have all, he's already dropped by, and he said, is that Tim? It's hard to tell because he has a fucking hat on. <laughs> Jackson, yeah. explain. We're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Tim McKernan show. It's QFTA. Hey, by the way, before I ask you to explain the hat theory, mm-hmm. uh, the Learn interview. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. If Fire. you haven't watched that or listened to it, uh, it's up, and uh, you can watch it on YouTube.com slash TMASTL and see Iggy who stuck around, didn't have one of those uh, Irish mob meetings he had. <laughs> so he uh, he stuck around, learned, wanted him around for the whole thing, too. Uh, so that's up. Uh, Jack Danforth up and Joe Buck up. 
and uh, plus QFTA every week here on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. You can uh, learn was great. See, in this in in the chat, I can't see the Facebook user who posted it, but right. I saw Stephen Wildwoods. I wonder why that is. I know why. Why? You have to opt in through StreamYard when if you want if you want your comment to have your Facebook name. And I assume some people would rather stay anonymous. Yeah, but I think it pops up like this is on the fan page feed, right? Is it not? This oh yeah, it's on the fan page. Personal feed. Right. Hell, I so don't if know. you if you comment on it, you have to like click accept on a StreamYard thing. It's a weird deal, but uh, we see YouTube, uh, the names of the YouTube folk and the Twitter folk, just not all of the Facebook folk. All right, I'll go to the fan page so I can see who is asking questions. Uh, we are in, uh, and you are welcome to get involved. Questions, comments. I got a bunch of emails from last week. And uh, Jackson, I was asking you uh, to, to explain the basis of the hat theory, which you are not playing a character here. You really, truly believe, and it's what Stephen Wildwood was referencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, this, that's a real take. My take is that it's one of the issues of baseball's marketing stars is that it's tough to differentiate players because they're wearing hats. And I don't really think it's that now outrageous of a take, but obviously people do think it's an outrageous take. I just, you also look at the two most global sports and that is soccer and that is basketball. They don't oh wear hats. boy, that is not wear... gonna... you, ought to, you ought to save that one for 101 ESPN and see how it goes. I think I've said it on there when I've explained the hat take, you know, it, sports that wear hats aren't as marketable. That's just my personal opinion. How do you explain uh, the career failings of PGA Tour player Ali Schneiderjans? Right. Yeah, that's the, you know, I didn't that's think about Ali. That's in your argument. Yeah, that's, you really got me on, on Ali. I didn't, <laughs> uh, I didn't really think that. Don Daly doesn't wear one, does he? Not all, no, never. Well, when you got a head of hair like his, you know, you let it out. a shot, bro? Although I suppose <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, nobody can take a shot on this podcast. No mess. Uh, guys, uh, I agree, Jackson. This is why the hats were banned at the ballpark at Nipper. That's from a patri- pastry chef named Mesfin, I believe. <laughs> I love how you call these up. Yeah, it's great. On the uh, For those of you watching on YouTube. So come on in. The water's warm. We got all kinds of fun and games. Questions, comments erotic stories man would it be wonderful to see an erotic story pop up in the comments god and i could display it that'd be outstanding <laughs> it's probably just going to be somebody saying hey i've already beaten off twice today <laughs> well, I'll, I'll read that too and sure sure uh, glad to hear it that's wonderful i guess that means iggy would be participating uh, and, uh and you can uh, email also i have my email open so if you want your anonymity t mckernan at inside stl.com t mckernan at tmastl.com Get involved. Anything is welcome. That's the magic of QFTA. Anything is welcome. Last week, last week, we covered a variety of topics. We were going to go a half hour, and before we know it, it's two hours in, and I'm discussing Vladimir Putin and whether or not he knows what he's doing is wrong. That is what can happen on this disaster of a podcast. All right. It's brought to you by the homeloanexpert.com. It's brought to you by James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. It's brought to you by Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. It's brought to you by Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson, Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and AltonToyota.com. And it's brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, the homeloanexpert.com studio sponsors. What about the what about the set that I have? I mean, look at that. You find yeah. you find a set like that. 
And I've done these interviews. I guess Learn was in studio with us. Yeah. So do it. But when I interviewed Joe Buck and Jack Danforth, I positioned myself to have this over my shoulder. Yeah. And I think it let both Jack Danforth and Joe Buck know that they were going to have to pack a lunch in order to survive the interview. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, with a, with a printout of his logo over his shoulder. My it's God. Like if, it's like if Jimmy Kimmel did the show from like his garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the Home Loan Expert.com studios. Ryan has to, Ryan Kelly has to be impressed with the setup. Hey, uh, if you haven't refinanced, do it now because interest rates are going up. Although they went back down and then they went back up. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, refinance, save money. I did it. And then get pre approved. Are people looking at moving this year? Uh, or if you are looking at moving this year, you got to get pre-approved because there aren't a lot of houses on the market. And so you're going to be, I was, who was I? I really do. I'm starting to sound like I have a bit of a drinking problem. These just wind up being sales meetings and they're at bars or I just hang out with uh, people from Hubbard downstairs at uh, Cafe El Belago, Obi Clark's yesterday. And I just have one or two beers. It's not like, I guess I did do the tequila shot with Learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and the listener who posted put the post-it note on your door, the attractive female mm-hmm. who was not interested in women, I did I did ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, having having some tastes, and 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 so what it leads me to is we have these conversations that I'm bringing from the bar to the podcast. So no no conversation is safe, and you are welcome to share yours here. Anytime, anything goes on uh, on this podcast. Uh, it's QFTA, thehomeloanexpert.com. But I was talking about with uh, my buddy yesterday about uh, homes, and it's not limited to because we were close to Brentwood Forest being at OB Clark's, and somebody was talking about how a place went on the market for, I don't know, I don't know if I should, should I go into the dollars or should I just talk percent? I guess you can never, all you can never go wrong going percentage, right? Bingo. But it was it went like for twenty five percent above what it was listed for. I mean, what in the world? It's crazy. Yeah. So this is going on, man. Much less, you know, it's not just like you know warm weather places. Uh, it's it's all over the place, including Brentwood Forest. Uh, so get uh, pre approved with Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert dot com. Once you get a home, get it uh, taken care of as far as insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency three one four. 961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and arm, call James Carlton State Farm. He's my insurance agent. I recommend him to everybody. His customer service is second to none. And I made the switch and they did all the paperwork for me. They'll do the same thing for you. It's James Carlton in Webster Grove State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. All right. Uh, I see that it's active already in the uh in the comment section so let me see what i got i'll go through them that way i want to encourage the people to be active throughout the course of the discussion is that tim it's hard to tell because he has a fucking hat on that's Stephen wildwood which already to me it's going to be tough to beat that one then somebody else said fucking hats then somebody said learn was great she was it was a great conversation uh damn hats from uh jeff cox uh, Carlos Spicy Winner, Tim, way to show your St. Louis grade school CYC sport enthusiasm. Uh, who you got down the stretch for City County is a value play. Well, St. Gabriel's is kind of like taking John Rahm. You expect him to be there. You're going to pay for him. To me, a nice value play uh, as far as the City County uh, goes is uh, St. Peter's and Kirkwood. I uh, I was in the gymnasium. Um, 
I think earlier this week, maybe. And boy, they got some banners. I didn't know they got some banners like that. So mm. don't underestimate St. Peter's of Kirkwood. That's uh, that's my value play for you. That is my uh, my Adam Long special for you. Can you see my name now? Asks Jake. <laughs> yes, indeed, we can. And you have appeared now in Jackson's sophisticated graphics department. Yep, Jackson. How do you feel about the name Little Tex that I see over your uh, Streamyard box? You know, the, the genesis of the name was simply, I did not know the name of the song Adam Wainwright was singing. Little Texas, try not to think about what might have been. I believe it's called What Might Have Been. Right. And so you just deemed me Little Tex. And I go, you know what? Not bad. So I might run with it. I like boy. I like boy <laughs> of Tim and boy. Uh, you know, so maybe about halfway through this podcast, I'll switch my name up to one of my many nicknames. I wish we could pull up like you do with the comments during the podcast texts from the 101 ESPN text line that pop up that are so angry at Jackson. Sometimes me, I've, I've properly done essentially what the cat did to me. He's created a climate in which you cannot compliment me without being called a lemming. And now I have created a uh, climate on 101 ESPN where Jackson is this buffoon NBA fan. (laughs) Very endearing. And, and my God, does it get people. They wanted, They just wanted you to leave the studio while Jeremy Rutherford and I were talking blues an hour ago. Yep, yep. JR was in there, and I was told to take a lap. I was told uh, I didn't even say anything for, like, two whole segments, and yet I still caught shrapnel yep. because, like I said, something about the blues during, like, my Sports Center update. So I can't win over there. But you know what? It's uh, it's more about the, uh, the work you put into it. So one day, maybe one day. One day they will accept you. Uh, uh, let's see. The hat theory actually makes sense to me. Sometimes if it, I'm married, no stories here. I think uh, something happened with that post. Uh, I would hope, I would hope something happened with that post. Actually. I just read what's in the prompter though. You see it, Jackson. Yeah. I don't, I, I love that. He thinks that my hat theory has some value, but uh, I don't really understand the second part, but God bless. Maybe I'm he's like... making reference to erotic stories. I'm married. No stories here. Uh, Tim, did you finish talking about the fan page club championship in the third hour? I never got to it. What the hell happened in the third hour? Uh, like, oh, well, the ox was, <laughs> the ox was off. Yeah. Some people in the YouTube chat were watching us listen to the Bertarelli Cutlery clips, cuts of the week without being able to hear the actual cuts. Yep. Yep. And yeah. ox, I'll tell you that ox. If you uh, if you push something to the nine o'clock hour on Friday, chances are it might get skipped nah, over. That's a bad idea. We I are thought I would deliver on the deep tees, and I never did. So the fan page club championship news is this: I don't know what uh, we might get to a spot where we might have more than sixty-four people. Mm-hmm. I think a few of the people are no longer on the fan page, and so therefore, minus like Iggy made exception. <laughs> I love the graphics breaking fan page club championship news scrolling yeah. across the bottom. Um, Iggy wanted to make exception for a couple of people. Uh, I'm like, what? Well, fine, whatever. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's kind of filling up. And so a few people have not responded yet, but we might have a full field. Yeah. And so uh, there's going to be some hashtag intrigue on it. Um, but the Fan Page Club Championship is presented by Michelob Ultra. The first round will take place on May 1st, tea times at Gateway National between 1130 and 1.30. And uh, then you got to complete your next match by the end of May. And we aren't going to fuck around. 
I mean, we're, oh, just, yeah. we're, just, we're just popping people in the head. It's Beat a hard it. and fast rule. Yep. I have no interest in excuses. Now that I'm involved in this thing, you're going to experience, uh, you know, the ship, way that ship I <laughs> and I don't fucking care. So you have a full month to book it. And if you don't find, don't fucking, you know, just get the goddamn golf match in Jackson. <laughs> you yeah, know, the love of God, God, the love of God. So anyway, uh, let's see. Um, what else can I say about fan page club championship? Uh, we're going to have a max handicap. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. What was the max handicap determined to be? I believe we said it at, was it 27? I, I thought it was 25 or 27. Okay, so. so well, I think 27 is what we said it at. And uh, then it'll be 75% of the handicap. So yep. in other words, uh, let's say you're playing a scratch golfer. We're just going to make the math easy. Mm-hmm. And you are playing against PJ Pro Dan, I believe, is a scratch. Right. So that's zero. And he is playing against a 20 handicap. That 20 handicap would be receiving pops on how many holes? 15. That is correct. Horton Watkins. That is correct. Uh, 15. So uh, that is this, all uh, play will be from the white tees. If we have anybody who's 65 or older, they can play from the senior tees. Yep. Ladies can play from the uh, ladies tees. And we expect the field to be about, of the 64 participants, we expect the field to be about 60 to 61 females. Right, right. That's where the audience is going now. You, me, and Iggy are, and I guess, 60. So you, me, Plowsy, and Iggy will be the only gentlemen. That's correct. I might WD, <laughs> uh, just like Matsuyama. What else can I say uh, news-wise to give the people some news on the FPCC? Um, playing it down everywhere. Oh. Now, that is how I play. That's all how I play. But mm-hmm. I, I realize that I am in the minority on that. That was now for, for – so people know because I know I'm I am I I think of the four people on the board I think I'm the least popular, so people would blame me just because that's the way the whole thing works, just like the plowhawks furloughs and the cats furloughs and mm-hmm. who else got whacked? Iggy got whacked, but I don't think people knew about that one. Uh, Gangster Pete. Uh, so anyway, Jay, I think Iggy has rank rank the approval rating. Now this is on the TMA fan page though, a little different than the whole audience, but on the TMA fan page. The approval ratings in order of Jay, Iggy, you and me, which I think might be the approval rating order I would put forth right there. It would be Iggy, Jay, me, you. Okay. Good for you. That's yep. honesty. Yeah. And I think right. that's right. See, yeah, I would I don't know on Iggy and Jay. Yeah, that, those are Aaron. He has some people who really don't like him. I don't know. Yeah, but I think those are so few and far between that the real like people i think even the people who like give him shit are like the ones who love him amused by him right so i think and jay i mean anytime jay comes on people just absolutely love him outside of big dallas daddy everyone loves (laughs) and then me and the nba stuff you know people don't like that that's that's more uh a one-on-one phenomenon but anyway (laughs) point being that's so jay was on zoom with us and iggy and jackson and myself were in the studio that i'm in jackson's in a different studio down the hallway right now and uh, we discussed it, and I kind of I was now listen. I'm all for playing the ball down, but I would have thought that that would not that legislation wouldn't have passed. No, but, I'm totally but, down for it. But he, let me let me explain to the people the reason for it. The reason for it is um, handicaps will be 
adjusted, not necessarily by the board, but as people enter scores throughout the course of the year. My handicap went down a bunch from March to August last year, in part because I was living in Jupiter and I could play every single day. Uh, some people's handicaps will go up. Yeah. And if you want to monitor scores, everybody has to be playing by the same rules. And then Iggy asked the question, what if two guys decide they're going to agree to play it up? That is not allowed. Uh, so because the scores will impact handicaps. Now, you're only doing yourself a disservice if you post a lower number. Yeah. Um, so you're going you're gonna to have people put to the test on the integrity of the competition because I know some people are going to fuck with it. I don't know how many. But playing the ball down means everybody's playing by the same set of rules. Yep. What are your thoughts on playing the ball? I was surprised that that was the decision. I'm well, happy with it, but, uh, you know. I think because, uh, you know, and I even see a, uh, a comment here up in the rough down in the fairway, uh, which I think Iggy recommends the opposite because if you put it up in the rough, that's uh, you can get a huge advantage on I mean, that. I think that's probably somebody joking. Nobody, nobody really thinks that. Right. So I think – like what we did last year where it's, you know, up in the fairway. Cause you know, if you get in a divot, that sucks. But part of the game down in the rough, I think anytime you switch it up like that, it opens up for, you know, a wide number of things. I think just playing it down everywhere is a simple rule to follow. You can't touch the ball once it's down and on the ground outside of the tee box. So, you know, playing it straight up like that, I think eliminates the risk of some people saying, Oh, I thought it was, you know, you know, up in the rough and down the fairway. I didn't hear like, you know, if it's down everywhere and we're pretty, you know, consistent with that, I think it doesn't open up for any uh, chicanery. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the reasoning behind it. And I was, I was, listen, I'm all for it. I guess it'd even be even better though. If I could, if I could place the ball. Yeah. Rough. My right. God. Oh, if that was the case, then yeah, that was the case. I don't know how many people who are watching this, listening to this thing or going back and listening to it, whatever bet yesterday at the players but if you could get numbers and bet unders yesterday you got profitable because once once you saw it was going to be lift clean in place those guys are just going to be able to absolutely tear the thing up because it's soft and they can place the ball and they can sauce it back on front pins and get it back there without worrying about it bouncing off the back of the green like at bay hill and guys were going to go low so uh that was uh that was some free money uh all right let me see what i got here shout out to jackson for all his hard work with the shows and podcasts if you were paying attention you can tell he is working his ass off i would agree with that thank you appreciate that i'm glad people uh recognize that appreciate that that, because you deserve that uh compliment god bless i appreciate it i'm happy i will say this i will say this to the audience jackson and i'm dead serious about it and it's not a shot it's a Uh compliment to jackson but if you weren't involved i'm not sure we would have left kfns does that make sense explain what you think my thought process is on that uh well there's just some things inside my head because i don't think we've ever really talked about this there's some things we do over here whether it be youtube related social media related just some things we do over here that uh i'm better at and i think a lot of that has to do with my age um just being you know, growing up with social media, growing up with uh, technology that we use now, that it's easier for me to pick that stuff up and run with it than it would be someone. And it's not, you know, more so it's uh, just really like my age and things like that, that allow me to pick stuff up easier like that, whether it be video editing 
uh, social media stuff, YouTube things. Um, but you know, I, I just, I, I do the work I do and I do it hard because I love this show and I love where the show can go. That's, that's the reasoning behind why. Great I answer, sir. If I didn't Great believe answer. in I know, it. I know that's actually how you feel and you conveyed it properly. Yeah. If I didn't believe it, that believe in it, then I wouldn't work this hard, but I do believe in it. Um, and I, that's, that's the reason why uh, I put in the long hours because I know that this is an, an amazing thing we have with the show in an amazing place like Hubbard. And so that combination allows me to really get down and grind. God bless. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, thank you to uh, Harold Booker for paying the proper compliment to Jackson for how hurt. Because I mean, he does. Thanks, Harry. I mean, he is here. Uh, I mean, I leave late, but you are here past when I leave, and uh, and we're talking about like. I mean, you're putting in some twelve-hour days here, actually, and I realize plenty of people do that in, in other fields, but it is not necessarily common in this. Yeah. This particular field. Right, and that's the thing. That's- Right. That's what I, and you know, I, you know, I do put in some long hours, but a lot of that's due because I don't like working at home. That's like, ser- like I seriously, if I have things I got to do, I prefer to be here because I, when I'm in, at the workplace, I'm just more focused. I struggle with ADD really badly. So if I have my TV, my PlayStation, my bed, that's a possible nap situation, you know, that could, that could allow for uh, things like that to happen. If I'm here, I can get all my stuff done and get it done in a timely fashion. So. I prefer to be here. Uh, and that helps explain. And it's super helpful. And from my thought process, knowing we were going to take on some some new challenges, for lack of a better term, because we wanted to grow the thing, I knew it was going to take, you know, somebody such as yourself who was going to spend a lot of time on building some of these things. I mean, we have a whole radio station with all of our programming mm-hmm. for 24 hours now. Same with the mm-hmm. streaming. Same with now having YouTube, podcasts. Mm-hmm knowing that they wanted me to do a show on 101 ESPN. Uh, it's a lot, you know, I mean, it's a lot. I, I love it. My God, I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Uh, I guess I would like to be in Jupiter, but that wasn't going to happen <laughs> this year. But that's the only thing. So, but I knew I couldn't do it all by myself. And so knowing you would work your ass off was a huge part of uh, the decision. So I appreciate when the audience appreciates and can recognize the work that uh, people are putting in. So thank you for uh, mentioning that. Uh, Andrew Long uh, writing, so players will use their current handicap as the tournament progresses, not the handicap they were at the start of the tournament. If so, thumbs up. That is correct. Now, if the committee, if the board sees what they determine to be suspicious handicaps, the board will act. The board will act. Ideally, that doesn't happen. You do not... Uh, you know, not not that I'm, you know, a seasoned veteran of comp- competitive golf, but, you know, you to wear the scarlet letter of being a cheater in golf is like, you know, I don't even know what to compare it to, actually. <laughs> uh, I mean, from like a Patrick Reed situation is one thing, but I'm talking about locally because there are guys who have that. Yeah. And some of them would be names you would recognize. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the golf community or even hell, if you're not in the golf community, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's a it's a shitty thing to have. So it'd be and on top of it, everybody's going to be understanding that was one of the terms. If you're joining this thing that you could be talked about on the show, your video will be posted. Yeah. So imagine having that, you know. Right. So, right. Uh, and that, that, that will go. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, it's, it's a it's a tournament that obviously we play up on the show, but. 
seriously, it's it's about having fun. It's about getting together with the listeners and engaging with them. So if you're really taking it like this is going to be your, you know, fifth major here, then uh, rethink your entry because we're looking to have some fun and do some cool video stuff with this. We're not really looking to, you know, no one's, there's no, uh, you're not I actually don't know if you can make money by winning it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, it's, it's more of a quote unquote pride thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it's a, it's a bragging rights thing more than a cash thing. Uh, which is, which is good. Cause then it should discourage any bullshit. I mean, listen, you get $900, that's a lot of money, but if you spend the money to play the rounds, yeah, you're going to make money. You'll be profitable. Unless you're sure. Caddy. Oh, by the way, another piece of news. This is big. And this was tough for Iggy. You can have a caddy this year, but the caddy's got to walk. Got to walk. And Sean Barnes at gateway, uh, was like, you guys are taking too many carts out there because you got caddies can't have it. Uh, and so, uh, I like to walk and gateways flat, so it's easy. I realize it gets yeah. hot in yep. St. Louis in the summer, but I, I like to walk. I walk usually when I, I play, um, where I play, but, uh, I know some people don't like it. So there will not be caddies unless the caddies are walking. And that's more about gateway and carts because yeah. they were running out of carts because we would have so many carts out for the fan page club championship. Uh, I have a dumb question. I have never played in a match play type of game. If I were to play in the Fan Page Club Champion, look at Jackson's graphics. If I were to yep. uh, play in the Fan Page Club Championship, I would want my opponent to play every shot and putt everything out. In a tournament with all average players, nothing is a gimme. I have seen missed putts within a foot. Hell, I've done it too. Due to this, if I were ever to play in the FPCC, would I be a dick for not giving any shots to the opponent? Uh, I think that the answer to your question, honestly, is yes. Yeah, that was my thought. Part of match play is conceding holes, conceding putts. It's considered a, a gentlemanly thing to do. And I get what yours, I get what this person's saying, uh, because he's probably picturing he shoots a hundred, you know, you know, or ninety-five or something, and he's like, Yeah, I can miss anything. But if you're in a spot where you're lying seven. And the person you're playing has a two footer for a four. I would tell you that I would bet once you get in that position, you will concede the putt and you will move on. Now yeah. you might not be able to picture it in the moment, but that is how things play out. You yeah. know, it's just yeah. kind of it's just kind of the way it works. It's also uh, a pace of play thing too. Like you pace know. of play thing, and it's also just the right. It's kind of just in, in the game is just kind of like the right thing to do. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. I saw a guy in a club championship match dead serious uh on the 36th hole which is what club championship matches usually yeah. go to uh they play 36 holes they don't play 18 and it just keeps going it's like it's scheduled for 36 and the guy he was playing he missed a birdie putt which would have won and the guy he was playing had god i don't think it was two feet maybe three feet but either way in the two to three foot range and if he missed it the other guy wins the club championship and he just he just kicked the ball back to him, and they went to go play sudden death. Because the, the logic being, maybe he wouldn't have done that on the 15th hole, mm -hmm. but considering that's how he would have won, he didn't want to win that way. And he actually wound up losing the club championship. Um, mm. But but uh, that that's the thought process. So I realize, listen, I, I didn't know this shit because I wasn't playing golf six years ago. But now that I've gotten familiar with some of the uh, – I don't know, customs, I suppose, of it. 
I get it. And I guess that's why I'm, I, I, I actually now teach a course at Washington University on match play. Yep. Uh, it's really high level. Uh, it's no, for it's, yeah. doing their MBA. Yep. Yep. I'm in the class. Uh, yeah. And Jackson is really, I feel like he's come a long way in his understanding of match play. All right. More comments and then I'll get to the questions in the email. You're welcome to keep posting them throughout uh, Please, our uh, broadcast here. Genuinely the best thing I've personally noticed is how much happier Iggy is at Hubbard. Guy deserves it. That's from uh, Jake Reynolds. Couldn't agree more with that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, I when we were KFNS, I didn't see him because he would be in the back room with you. Yeah, so I didn't see him. But we were so used to the situation, for lack of a better term, that I didn't really know any better. But I have had so many people, Jackson, mm-hmm. so many people. I feel like it's weekly at this point now. Talk about how the show is at the best it's been. And I hate saying that because that'll immediately, oh, no, fuck it. It was better than whatever. But, I mean, I've, I've heard it, um, which I think is a big compliment to Iggy and Plowboy, actually. Yeah. Um, I think the Plowboy element is underrated in how, why the show sounds so good. Yep. Um, and uh, and then also that he's back. Yeah. And that also how happy they can tell we are. Um, and that might be actually perhaps like i don't there's no like doug vaughn if he ever wanted to play poker could own souls because doug is this he is for those of you not watching and listening he is the same guy he's when we would have situations um and i and i'd be like you know and we've we've had a lot of them uh (laughs) uh and i called doug this was a while this one was six years ago and i called him to let him know and uh, and I don't I don't want to do a compare and contrast because it could come off the wrong way. But I'll specifically talk about Doug and Doug's reaction to it is, Oh, God, it's fine. It'll be over in a month or two. And it's stupid. And we'll survive it. And we'll laugh about it in a couple months because we always get through it. And I'm just like, that's the right attitude. Yeah, it's kind of the attitude you have to have if you want to survive local television, which is its own kind of clusterfuck. I mean, at this point, well, you know, yeah, since shit, man, I don't know when he started in Rochester, Minnesota, but like around shit, I don't even know. might have been late 70s. I don't know. 1980 something. And then he went to Miami and then he came to St. Louis in 88 or 87. Well, that's why, because he's that's that's his mindset. And then the same thing with radio. You know, you have to have that ability to compartmentalize and not turn everything into a war. And that's what he was able to do. And Iggy, I think, would be more prone. I think he'd probably be the first one to admit it to, you know, and I'm just I think he now sees the reason behind not like turning around after we cross a bridge and then lighting it on fire. Because right. like, what do you get out of it? Exactly. Like, what, you get some likes. But then what happens if you want to go back across that bridge? If something goes wrong, you've burnt it yeah. down or just so, anything. Who knows? You know, Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just in general. So. I actually think when it comes to the happiness thing, I think it because what I've noticed over the years with the show is on days where I didn't get sleep. The show will suffer. Now, people might not notice it because I'm the point guard, but I notice it because I've hosted almost every single morning grind or morning after show since its inception. And I'll be like, man, I fucking suck today and the show sucked today. And it's because I didn't get any sleep or as was oftentimes the case, I'm dealing with something that 
maybe even the guys in the studio with me have no idea that it has to do with the show, trying to keep it together. Or this person's about to get fired if I don't do something. And that's what's on my mind. Like there's a show the morning. God, what happened? I don't even know. We, we had a miscarriage. Mm. And I know it had to have been in 2016. And I should not have come into studio. Oh, we thought we had, we thought, we thought Anna Marie miscarried with Jameson. Mm. And we were going to the doctor at like 1130. Mm. I should not have come in. I, you know, I mean, this is an example This is obviously probably the most extreme example one could present is how you right. know, your mood can impact what the show is just yeah. like anybody at, at any job. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that was, that would have been in January of 2016. And I remember, and I could, I know that Doug and the cat and uh, I guess Seymour would have been in there and the plow boy uh, could tell, but I wasn't going to say anything about it. But Anna Marie thought that she lost, you know, the baby who now is our four-year-old Jameson uh, over the weekend on Saturday morning. And, you know, and that is after we had celebrated being pregnant, not publicly, but with our parents. Right, right. And to come in and do the show thinking that we were going to go to, the, well, we knew we were going to the doctor, but thinking they, they, you know, the DNC procedure that they do when women lose their, their babies in a miscarriage, that's what we were nervous about. Was she going to have to get that process? And then we go, go to the doctor and they go, there's still a heartbeat. Oh, God. Yeah. Bottle, uh, you want to bottle up that that feeling oh afterwards. just you know, i mean that that moment holy shit and then now you know in the moment you don't know who the person is but now he's like you know for me the, the you yeah. know everything right uh but to be on the air for three hours is an emotional liability was irresponsible on my part and i didn't realize i was not able to handle it i think when it came to the stuff that we've dealt with um over the last few years uh, but really for a long time, well beyond the last few years, the thing that I'm most proud of is the ability of the people on the show to compartmentalize and still do a show so that the audience had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Because if we didn't do that, somebody would have lost their shit and then the show might be done. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, I would have gone to KMOX and that's that, you know. Uh, so that's a that's a big thing. And if I ever do write about everything, first off, people are going to. <laughs> I, don't, I think people will believe it. I think most people believe it, but they have, they have no idea. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause it's a long know, book. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of it, but um, that's the thing that I'm most proud of for real, because yeah. some of the people who did compartmentalize, that is not their natures to compartmentalize. Yep. Yep. And so that's what had to be done in order to keep the thing together. And it's, that's what I appreciate. So as the point guy and now not dealing with that shit, I'm happier. And I think that's a domino effect or the commercial breaks aren't us talking about what do we fucking do now? You know, <laughs> you know the commercial breaks are us fucking off. So yeah. I think that's the deal there. But as I say, anytime it kind of comes up, I'm so happy for Iggy and Doug at this point in their careers that people can now, especially here. Yes. Can appreciate how talented they are. You know, that's important to me. And I, you know, it's, I had a sales call, the sales call that I had at OB Clark's yesterday and uh, no need to get into who the advertiser was, but I was with a sales rep who I hadn't worked with before. And since there's 22 or 23 of them here, it's, you know, I mean, I've only been here a couple months. I'm not going to have worked with all of them yet. And she was kind of telling the story of the show and she goes, 
yeah, when I heard they were coming over, we're kind of like, well, what is this thing? You know, I mean, what is this and why, you know, why are some people so excited about it? And we don't really know what these guys have been on AM radio. <laughs> right, right. What, what is the big deal and why do we need to sell it? And she's like, this has been unbelievable. We didn't expect this, you know? And, I, and so the person we were meeting with kind of went from, I could tell, you, know, you can tell when you do these meetings, you know, you know, when it's live and when it's not. And by live, I mean a chance of, and by the end of it, I could tell he was like, I got to be a part of this thing. Cause, cause initially I don't think that's where his mind was. And right. it was, and that's a credit to the people on this uh, show and the people of the sales staff for, uh, for getting on board and, and just, you know, being good people to work with, man. And that translates to why the show uh, probably sounds better. Um, ah, that makes sense. I was thinking of a different explanation. Um, I lost track. I guess we're getting so many of these. I've lost the questions, Jackson. Uh, ah, makes sense. I was thinking of a different scenario. Thanks for the explanation. Maybe that was about golf. Maybe it was about radio. It was about the play thing. Thank you for making me laugh every morning. Thank you, Chris, for listening. Um, after a majority of the first round over, we we liking to win this thing. What in the fuck does that mean? I'm going to try to decipher this code like Tom Hank and Da Vinci Code. Uh, after a majority of the first round over, are we likely to win this thing? Double question mark. Are we likely to win the, what thing? The Fan Page Club Championship, I assume. Well, who's we? I don't know. Okay. I thought you were decoding and you said you're going to do it. I tried. I tried. Who? Okay. Hold on. They sent in. He's back. The players. Fuck, man. That's a good question. I got a lot of Tommy Fleetwood. um, And so I love the fact that he's leading, but the conditions he played in versus the guys who played this morning versus what it's going to be like, assuming they play tomorrow in those wins. This is why. Can't get into the dollars, even though I'd like to get into the dollars, but I know it rubs people the wrong way, even though it's not my dollars. But, you know, for the money that we had this week for our rosters, I told the guys in the group, I'm like, I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do. If you want me to build 200 rosters, I'll build 200 rosters. Essentially, you enter them into a thing and they spit them out. It's not like it's, you know, I'm hand entering 200 rosters. But my thought process on, the, on this golf tournament is – this is the highest likelihood you could have at a, a golf tournament, the caliber of the players where somebody who more than 50% of sports fans have never heard of before golf fans, most likely will have heard from, of them. Um, but it just, it, the variance, the luck is so high with these conditions. Some of the luck is what time you teed off, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, I can't in good faith allocate dollars to something. It's like going, okay, yeah, I got a 50% chance to win or 48% chance to win if I put it on black and roulette, but am I going to bet my bankroll on that? And it sure as hell a lot less than that to be profitable in an event like this from my standpoint. Now, it also might benefit us because we're normally lose. So if you bring in luck, we might actually be in a good spot, but uh, it'd be tough to predict. I'm happy for Tommy Fleetwood. He had been playing well. He's my son's favorite golfer for some reason, but um what, and I'll tell you this, what would be interesting to bet is when the actual final hole is played. Because right now, <laughs> I think there's a chance, for real, there's a chance it's going to be Tuesday. At this point, they're almost ruling out even finishing on Sunday. Um, let's see. Uh, hey, Lil Tex, just polished off her strappy for tonight's session with you, Piggy. Uh, Jackson, <laughs> that just came your way. I like the nickname Piggy. <laughs> that's funny uh, I'm it, it, down here. It, it is nice that you uh, are happy to get pegged right. um 
and then from the same uh, person, and I don't know if they want their name out there based on the right. line of questioning. I didn't put it up on the uh, on oh, the department. Yeah, yeah he, he sent this in a few times in the text inbox, but I can't I can't say the no. word Bukaki on the radio. Absolutely not. <laughs> we would be oh, can him off toppy. Sorry, were you able to clarify my question regarding the word Bukaki this morning on the show? Is this word offensive? I don't know if it's offensive. I just know I can't say it on the radio. Exactly. Um, so I, I believe it's not necessarily offensive, even though it has uh, it has origins uh, in, uh, I believe, uh, Japan. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually practiced, but I know that I can't say it on the FCC airways mm-hmm. on my moron podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the word Bukaki. Uh, Tim, I like your beard. Jackson, stop dropping things. Thank you for the fun every morning. That's from the Holly Hills Hustler. You, ha- you did have a thing where you were dropping things a couple of times uh, this week. What the yeah. hell was going on with it? Did you just do it again? Just a yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, sketches and bits. Yeah, no, I, uh, I dropped my pen on Balloon Party, and I dropped something else, maybe my headphones during the learning interview. Happens to the best of us. You know, I got great hands, but sometimes... Yeah, you're known for your hands at Horton Watkins. Right, but Marvin Harrison dropped a couple touchdown passes, so let's not act like it's that, you know, nice. it's coming out of the blue. analogy, good analogy. All right, let me go into the QFTA email file uh, in my email inbox and see what we've got. Jackson, why don't you tell the people about uh, the great Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Be more than happy to. Mark Hanna's the best. Simple as that. I could end the, I could end the endorsement. That's it. Right That's all you want to say. I could, but I won't. I'll talk a little bit more about it. You know, I was in a situation last year, right around this time, eh, maybe a little later last year, maybe around the summer last year, where I had heard the Mark Hanna reads from Tim for so long, and he'd called into the show so many times, and I got a chance to, you know, kind of interact with him when he would call in for his Thursday calls. I was like, man, this is a really good guy here, nothing but great things. And I'm in a situation where I'm, you know, at the time 23, and you know, just now getting into making a little bit of money and looking to save for the future. So I heeded your advice, Tim, and got on it uh, at a young age. Mark, Mark Hanna. And uh, now from now on, I'm in really, really, really good shape after just a couple calls with Mark Hanna. And uh, that's what he does, man. He learns about each individual, learns about your five to 10 year plan, where your current situation is, where you want to be. And from there, he educates you on the best plan going forward. And then every six months, maybe even a year, he'll give you a call. And if you have to make adjustments due to, you know, massive life changes or just some adjustments you want to make, he'll help you out with that. Smart Canada is the best. And now I'm in such a great situation. And so can you. You can be in the same situation I'm in, just feeling good about the future. If you give Mark Hanna a call, he'll get you straightened out because he's the best in the business. If you already have someone Maybe you consider making the switch because Mark really is the best in the business. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Work with Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. The official HVAC provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast and the Ryan Kelly morning after. Go to designairservice.com anytime you're having any issues with heating and cooling. And they will give you the book now tab. You can click on in the upper right hand corner and then you're talking with the service tech or somebody at Design Air Heating and Cooling and you can get that tended to immediately. It's the best. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Seth Goldcamp does a hell of a job. And Doug Vaughn and I are very happy Design Air Heating and Cooling clients. All right, let me go into the QFTA email file. Hey, Tim, I'm a longtime listener and a fan of TMA, but part of the silent majority 
who does not participate in the fan page or contact the show very often. I heard you discussing putting your son on skates, and I cannot stress enough what a great decision it is. My son just ended his high school career at Lafayette, losing in the Wickenheiser Cup last weekend, and we are so sad his playing days have come to an end. He played at Chesterfield since he was five, and the memories, friends, and experiences this sport has brought us as a family is incredible. Sport teaches kids valuable lessons and discipline. In addition, the amount of time spent with my son in his early ages of driving to and from practices and weekend trips are some of the best times. Just bonding and talking throughout impressionable times of their youth pays off as they get older. You have made, or we have made such great friends and have such incredible memories over the years, all because of hockey. I truly believe it is a sport unlike any other. Plus, as a bonus, hockey players get the hand-eye coordination and most transition to golf easily. Anyway, not sure I felt the need to send this to you other than to make sure to keep him skating, not only for Jamison's sporting career, but also for the bonding and memories for you. My son was lucky enough to be an age, in an age group with several Blues kids. Jamie Rivers coached my son for a couple years. Great times. I appreciate your time. I hope Jamison continues skating and enjoys it. Hashtag free dotum. That's from Ron Orff. Thank you, Ron, for the uh, the message. Yeah, I love it's the thing I look forward to most. His session ended last uh, Saturday, so we don't have one tomorrow. I, in a way, for people who have been listening to me for a long time, can you picture the guy ten years ago saying the highlight of his weekend would be going to his son's skate? <laughs> you know, as a four year old. But that's where I am at this point. I mean, you know, fuck, man. I was with like one of my buddies who I was hanging out with at OB Clark's yesterday after my sales meeting and he had just uh, gotten back from Las Vegas. And I'm like, can you believe that I used to hang out there with Anna Marie mm-hmm. for two weeks at a time, two weeks at a time, not because we were raging, but because we were playing poker. And so it just required that amount of time. The idea of even going to Las Vegas for a night right now is foreign to me. Um, now, with that said, I would love to do it. I don't regret it. I don't regret the – fuck, I don't really – I don't know what I regret. I don't really regret any, any of it. It was great, and I recommend it to everybody. But you get to a point where you're looking to, uh, you know, I don't know what the right word would be, do something different. And right. being a parent is, uh, at this point for me in my life, I don't think it would have been that way 10 years ago. Everybody matures at different paces. And plus, we just couldn't fucking get pregnant anyway. Yeah. Um, but – uh, I love it, man. And I love and in, in getting to know hockey players. And I could have said this 20 years ago. I have no idea why. I just know from my experience that easily nine plus out of 10 hockey players are the kind of people you want to be around. Um, it's just I, and I'm not sure why that is. I just know that it is. And I'm talking about NHL. I'm talking about, uh, you know, the, the beyond NHL. Uh, it's, it's, it's a culture thing um, with regards to the game and the people in it. And I remember asking Kelly Chase that one time when he was in for the podcast. And he said, our game has a way of weeding out the assholes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost you're taken aback if you're basically told to fuck off when you interact with a hockey player. Um, which, you know, I mean, just being real straightforward, I don't want to say it's commonplace with baseball players, but it's, you know, for every one hockey player who would tell you to fuck off, there's, you know, at least five baseball players who would tell you to fuck off. And, uh, and I'm not sure what the reasoning is on that. I just know that's been the experience. 
and with regards to my son, and I really don't want to spend a lot of time spending time on talking about my children um, in general, whether it be the podcast or the radio, but specific to my experience with him, um, I'm thrilled that he likes it as much as he does because uh, he clearly likes it. And um, it's fun to see how much he likes it and enjoys doing it. So that's, that's cool. I, you know, you have no idea what your kids are going to like. Uh, he, I actually legitimately has a good golf swing for, for a four-year-old, but I just don't think that's his personality to play golf. I mean, he's batshit and it's great. And I love it because he's constantly happy. We talk about Cletus quite a bit on the show so I can bring that into the arena. And Cletus is like, he's just got something where you just don't want to ever break his spirit because he's just, he's yeah. just got that, that thing about him. He, I absolutely didn't get it from me. Uh, that, 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 kind of goes without saying um i don't think he got it from anna marie either um my dad has the person have you met my dad yes um he has the personality trait that people really really like him uh he just it's just one of those things and i don't know if that's where my son got it from but uh i'm just happy to see him happy and i'm happy to see him loving it and if he does want to continue to do it great if he doesn't great if he never wants to play any sport ever again and it that fucking great you know i'm not you know we're not gonna earl woods anything uh with this stuff uh but but it has been my experience with regards to the game of hockey that it just produces a great you know group of people and mm -hmm. uh and if i and if my son does enjoy playing you know i mean it's not like he's playing he's learning to skate right now uh i'm anxious to see uh, to probably to be able to to get an idea as to why the game works that way. I know this in St. Louis and Jamie Rivers and I were talking about this a Friday or two ago. Um, the fact that you have guys who played in the NHL played for the blues as the coaches, not every, every team, but so many teams, it keeps the parent bullshit at a minimum, right. because what are you going to do? Walk up to a guy who played in the NHL and tell me to know what he's doing. <laughs> so it keeps that stuff at a minimum. Sure. I get the sense that golf dad could be the worst it's uh, up there boy is, is that right yeah it is uh it is pretty brutal when it's I, I knew kids whose dad would you know high school matches you're walking and you're just one you you a teammate and then the two guys you're playing against and, uh there'd be dads who would follow along in the golf cart with a grimace on their face the entire time and just like man God, oh i don't i don't like hearing that man uh, it's just like or like the guy that'll walk with their kids like hey man like like the point of golf is to like be alone with your thoughts. And it's like you versus the course. It's not you versus another player. It's you versus the course. And, you know, it's not, I just don't think it teaches great values to like have someone over your shoulder, like while you're working. So I, 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 I you know, I would always see it and I just be like, man, I feel terrible. Cause like high school golf, you know, I played high school basketball and golf and golf was by far the most fun sport I played just because it was relaxing. I was with my friends it wasn't as like physically intense as basketball was. And so to just go out there and play a really nice golf course after a long day at school was paradise to me. And I felt so bad for kids whose dad would be out there just mean mugging them the whole time. I hated that for kids. So uh, I love, I loved playing high school golf and golf in general, but I would don't think I'd have the same experience if I had someone hovering over my yeah, shoulder. hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, more questions. Uh, I'll go back to the chat here. I'll scroll up since the boy, we got a lot of them here. 
guess people are watching, Jackson. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thanks, Phil. Have some drinks and skanks for me tomorrow morning at Big Daddy's. Guess people are interacting. Uh, that's a lovely sentiment. Uh, do you think the show would be as big as it is now with the original cast? The whole show cracks me up, and that wasn't always the case, although I still listen. Well, this is interesting. Mm. This, this, the, and Jackson, since you were like five when it started, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm surprised by that. Um, I, and I'm assuming the original cast, uh, this gentleman, Matthew, uh, I take original cast to mean TMG, the morning grind with, yep. with me, Martin Kilcoin, the cat, producer Joe and Stedman. That's what I think. So I kind of want to ask a follow-up before asking the question, but right. I say this and I, and I'm not saying it's not meant as a shot again. I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm more than capable of taking them. I just don't really spend time taking them in public. Uh, you know, just because I don't want to deal with bullshit. <laughs> right. But uh, Martin Kilcoin, from my standpoint, who I haven't done a show with in 16 years. I mean, he's come on and done shows, but not like worked full time with in 16 years. From my standpoint is somebody who is a national caliber talent, a talent who if he would have went to ESPN in whatever the early 2000s or late 2000s could have been like a Scott Van Pelt caliber mm -hmm. talent. i think that highly talented. with his knowledge with his ability to communicate with his kind of i don't give a fuck this is what i think yeah he, he bows to no one um he will he will cut you with a, just looking you in the eyes while he cuts you <laughs> yep. but he is so quick his impressions I mean, he's just, I just told him and, you know, and again, I haven't, it's not like I worked with him in 16 years, but he is so damn good. I just think the world of his talent uh, and the cat. So back in the day, if you were putting like, these aren't rankings, but like, if you're playing positions on the show, if the guy bringing it in and out of the break is the one, uh, and then the guy who's kind of the one that's stirring the pot is the two. And then the sniper is the three, you know, Martin was the one I was the two and the cat was the three. Yeah. And now I'm the one. I don't even know now. Now Iggy's so damn active. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would have said, I would have said, what, what's that? Iggy's the three. Doug's Iggy's, Iggy's a very active three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like yeah. Kevin Durant. So it's just, it depends. Again, it's a, it depends. I think probably because it's so tough for me to think of what the morning grind was like because it's been so long. I know I'm a totally different human being. I don't like to listen to the morning grind. I, I, I could listen to the morning grind if I, we can just edit me out of it because <laughs> I don't, because I want to hear Martin and the cat and producer Joe and Stedman's drops, but I don't want to, I don't want to hear that, that guy who I was because it's just fucking just embarrassing actually. Um, so it probably wasn't as loose. So I think maybe what misconception that I might have just because of the time has been is that we always did what we do now. But in reality, we probably were breaking. We had to have been breaking. Um, and we probably talked more sports. Hmm. Somebody, Are you worried about getting whacked from behind? No, I got to make a move. I'm in. 
peek behind the curtain. I'm in the uh, 101 production studio because there's some construction going around by my studio, but someone needs to use it. So I'm going to I'm going to mute myself and make that walk over. So please oh, nice. you get to watch Jackson walk down the hallway. I noticed you kept looking over your shoulder. I'm like, man, Jackson is really fucking paranoid. But but now he's he's you're going to walk. You're going to get to see the hallway here at uh, Hubbard. Those are all the uh, there's the W.I.L. studio. There's the Rizzuto show 1057. There's a, you could just see me. There I am. Maybe you can see this is like meta. You can see me. You can see me. Oh, you can see the learn cutout. There I am. Oh my God. I didn't realize how hot I was until until I so now you get to see Jackson go into his two foot by two foot Horton Watkins studio, also known as Lil Tex. All right. All right. I'm here. We're good. I, I hope Matthew's still uh listening and I maybe I'll scroll down. And see if so, he, he could elaborate on that. So I'll go back to the question. I've never had this one asked. I feel like I've almost answered every TMA morning grind history question. You know, do you think the show would be as big as it is now with the original cast? The whole show cracks me up. And that wasn't always the case, although I still listen. Uh, <laughs> you've edited your now your boy of Tim and boy. I well, think it's misspelled, but uh, it's wonderful to have boy of Tim and boy now. Here's what I would tell you. That It's a wonderful question. It's, it's, it's a question about the show that makes me think. So I will tip my cap because that, uh, that it puts me in the tank. I think the show could potentially be as big or, or, or whatever. Right. Um, the, the key is, is not having the TV thing. Now. What do I mean by that, Jackson? I always like to see if I, I kind of use you as like my test to see if you follow yeah. where I'm going. Do you know what I'm do you know where I'm going with it? Right. Well, radio is like t- if you don't have people who are doing TV at the same time That's as doing exactly radio, right. you That's have a much right. more relaxed exactly. and and easygoing person than someone who knows they have to go do their TV gig later in the day. And are scared that their TV yeah. job will say, oh, you can't talk like that. And, 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 and because now it was different for me, but Martin's a sports director. So Martin was making from television shit. I don't know, three, four times more than I was making from television. I would guess I have I, by the way, I have no clue. Don't really care. I tip my cap to him. Um, but, uh, he was, he was in a spot where he had to worry about what channel two thought, by the way, totally understandable. I was the number three guy at KMOV and I didn't really like it. And I was making more money from radio. So when they were kind of like, well, there were a bunch of things that led up to me deciding to leave KMOV, but either way, I didn't really give a shit if they had a problem with what I said on the radio. And then the cat was in the spot of doing television and those were their full-time jobs. So if you take the, you know, take whatever word you want to use, the brakes off of Martin uh, and let him go. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Not because he's going to be dirty. I mean, he might curse, but like go into like the stuff that I'm happy to talk about. That's not his thing, but he can cut, man. Like I said, he can cut. Yeah. Uh, And I think, and uh, here's another thing regarding the TV thing. Now that Doug is basically done with television, I don't even know what he does. I guess he does the one thing on Doug and plug. Is that what he does? Okay. Yep. I mean, nobody really gives a shit anymore. But right. when I left TV in 2005, it was so surprising 
that people thought I got fired, which at the time really bothered me. Now I don't give a shit. If you really still think I got fired, God bless. Most people don't even, I don't think, I think most people don't even realize I did TV at KMOV. That's what I think is really the case. But, huh. uh, but because it was perceived that if you're on TV, you're making a bunch of money. And if you're on radio, you're not. And I'm sure in some cases that's the case. But it's now I think most people probably know you're not making much money on TV. I'm sure some people still are, but it isn't many. And so now it's a different deal. Um, so I got it. It'd be interesting, you know, if. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, because to me, I look at the talent of that group and it's just an incredibly talented group. I've just never thought of it that way. I really want him to follow up with his question, because I don't know if he's talking about tma in 2007 or he's talking about the morning grind in 2004 and five and six i don't know yeah no, uh, it's important if you differentiator yeah it is because to me the talent on that all right let me do another one and then uh holy shit uh qfta is the title of the email it's just long no it's not as long as i thought it was hey tim emailed in a while back about an unfortunate situation where i almost got peed on holy shit I really should filter through these before I go. Proofread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, emailed in a while back about an unfortunate situation where I almost got peed on and it struck a nerve with you about a missed opportunity for you in Las Vegas. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't remember his story about getting peed on, but I remember my situation in Las Vegas and it is still one of the biggest misses of my life. And now at this point, it, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go down that road again. Yeah. So, nope. uh, God, how old was I? I was in my like early 20s god oh man and it seemed like it had you down in the dumps for a couple of days and for that i apologize <laughs> but keep your chin up man you got a couple of good looking kids a pretty attractive wife oh it's not it's the first time anna marie's ever been called a pretty attractive wife <laughs> yeah, back in a compliment yeah i'm kind of like oh in a way it's almost refreshing because it's not an attack on my appearance and how overly right. attractive she is Right. How people go, what the fuck is she doing with you? Which is an absolutely fair, fair question. question. I just yeah. prefer if strangers don't post it on my social media as if we're friends. It's exactly. so fucking strange. And your lack of social awareness to post things about my wife's appearance when we don't know each other, while I don't give a shit, but for you doing it is so fucking weird to me. I can't possibly convey it properly. Jackson, thoughts before I go on what, what apparently is a golden shower email? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty odd. <laughs> I mean, it's the strangest damn thing. I'm just like, and I and sometimes I kind of know the person. I'm like, man, are you like on, are you like off meds or, you know, what the fuck? It's so bizarre. But anyway, yeah, kind of nice for Anna Marie to only get a pretty attractive you know uh, what? The more I think about it, uh, back before I worked for the show. Oh, don't tell much... me you don't. This is going to be really weird if you used to post no. shit about her appearance. No, not her. I actually, I uh, uh, think it was a selfie of you, full beard, Tim, and I think I might have posted like handsome or something. A nice little anecdote. Surprising. Uh, do you do you like do you do you, do you like my appearance, little Tex? Yeah, yeah. Well, with the full beard, yeah. You're you're you like that because this is I mean, this is a this is a beard, but I didn't trim it hmm. when I, I, I started growing the beard when Jameson was born in August of 17 to the point that when he was kind of old enough to have some cognitive skills, I don't think I shaved it until he was like eight months old. So oh, we, freak we, him out. We took a video of what his reaction would be 
And at first he was freaked out. And then he started smiling when he recognized my voice. Right. But I'm telling you, the reviews on that beard were very unpopular. Really? Yeah. Wow. Look at you. I remember Lisa Ann uh, saying something along the lines of, oh, God, you with a beard. No, you, you that's not the move. And that would have been, I don't know what year that would have been, probably 2018, I guess. Yeah, 2018. You know what it is? I think it's more. I'm I'm alarmed now by your your concern over the topic. Well, I think it's because I cannot grow a beard. Uh, Not even. Not everybody's going to look good in a beard. No, but I just, I'm so jealous of people who can grow like quality facial hair that, um, you know, I really wish I could. And so I guess anyone with a beard, I'm like, damn, am I jealous? And I think it looks good. Really? I will trade you my facial hair for your height in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. I don't even, but I don't know if that's aware that your height, your height is valuable, although you're not. I think the ideal height for like the girls who can kind of get whoever they want, I think is, what are you, 6'1"? Is that your deal? Yeah. Okay. If they can, if they can pick is like in the six three to six four maybe five range six five it starts getting a little aggressive six four is the max six five okay. becomes like why aren't you playing in the nba kind of height okay. not or not because because there's plenty most guys in the nba are around that or not if not taller but it's like i have a buddy who's six six and it's like he's like it's a it, it's when you because he, he played college basketball but you know nowadays done playing college basketball it's like it's actually just more of a pain in the ass really, than anything because, you know, cars, sitting on planes. Yeah, if you can be 6'3 and keep yourself in shape in St. Louis, you are going to do very well. Yeah, you have a massive you, advantage. Yeah, you don't have to have field. a good-looking face. Just not get fat, and you can, you, can be, you can be in a nice spot. And then if you can wind up making some money, then forget about it. Now, yeah, now you're, perfect, just, you're, you're, you're Johnny Coxman. <laughs> um, so, that, yeah, but – I didn't understand, but it's fortunate it never really impacted me because uh, now I have a pretty attractive wife. As nice. you know. <laughs> back. But I had I was lucky enough with these. Uh, well, that sounds awful. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but my ex, you know, significant others were also nice looking. I don't know what that was about. I, I'm under no uh, false uh, that uh, that I'm any uh, prize. So. And I think, if anything, there was attention drawn to it, not because of their appearances so much as it was my appearance standing next to them going, Mm -hmm. I wonder what's going on there. But with regards to the beard, if I had a full head of hair, I don't know if I'd be growing the beard. But the beard is because I'm now just all out shaving my head. And so it's to give some kind of contrast. Right. I got gray, but not much gray. Yeah, a little. Um, But... uh, but I do, to be clear, I do, I do color the, the facial hair, but it's not because I got a bunch of gray. The gray is only here uh-huh. it's because it's, it's, it's not necessarily this, it's a lighter brownish. And so this is a better, yeah, I hear you on a that. better move, but I'm surprised that I don't have a gray beard. I've yeah. See what I got going out. is blonde, damn near clear on the cheek, chin, mustache region. And then courtesy of my redheaded mother, red reddish brown oh, that's a neck. that's a real that's a real shame yeah that's yeah a, that's a, but i mean you're, you're never gonna grow a beard so it doesn't matter 
Right, but I'm just gonna be like. I wonder I'm, what uh, you're gonna do when you lose your hair. I know that's what the problem is. Like, I need. Yeah, that we gotta go on that. now. Now, now, I want to. I want to focus on that. Not, not on the show, but I want to try to help you with that because I know you're talking about doing something very cryptic about it. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah, but I, I don't know. You're talking about doing something. Yep, making a comeback. Uh, but hey, good, good for you. I mean, I, I would still have my hair if I wouldn't have stopped taking Propecia. Right. You know what a fucking mm-hmm. mess that was. Um, anyway, let me get back to this email about this guy getting pissed on, I guess. Right. Yeah. Natural segue. Um, and you got, okay. You got a couple of good looking kids, a pretty attractive wife. I got to tell you, like if my, my, I don't know if my wife will ever listen to this. I got to, I got to tell you, I kind of (laughs) like, even though it might be somewhat mean spirited, it's like the first time I've ever read this, a pretty attractive wife. I think it's probably whatever. Neither here nor there. I enjoy it for, right. for for kind of deviant reasons, and a whole city of dudes who would bang you at any moment. What a wonderful sentence, Jackson. Yeah, no, I, and I I hate to say it, but it's accurate. <laughs> Life is pretty good. Uh, similar to a missed opportunity, good or bad. I got thinking the other day about sexual injuries. Wow, what a fucking email. Sexual injuries. This could get gross. I really didn't. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. If people title it QFTA I, and I don't have the time to read it, I just immediately put it in the QFTA file and do it live. Yeah. And do it live. Absolutely. I, I had one in particular back in the day with a young lady who happened. So I don't know if this is now that we are live this now I am kind of going, I don't know what I should be reading. I had one in particular back in the day with a young lady who happened to have a tongue ring. Now, let me tell you something. If used properly, I was a big fan, but after a night full of booze at Nick's pub, we ventured to the parking lot where she very aggressively gave me what I believe you would like to call mouth love. Now, I was very drunk and didn't think anything of it. Now I'm getting worried about where this is going, but not from a uh, and didn't think anything of it during the moment or even that evening at all. But when I woke up the next morning with my usual massive morning wood and went to take a piss, I looked down at my love gun and it was all this colored. Oh, ah, man. Not putting two and two together, I was weary that this lass had given me a gift that keeps on giving in the form of an STD or something of that ilk. I reached out to said lady questioning her past sexual history. That had to go well. In <laughs> essence, yeah, uh, I get it where you're going. And was very embarrassingly informed that essentially my shaft was bruised from the very aggressive oral the night before the tongue ring. So, Tim, my question and my question to Tim and boy, <laughs> you got a question in there is, do you have any injuries that you can recall from Tris in the bedroom or in my case, the parking lot of Nick's pub? Good talk, Russ. Good talk. That's from not the happy days potsy. Well, I mean, I got to tell you what a wonderful it, it, it actually had a payoff. Yeah, I was reading and I'm like, this is going to get fucking weird. And then usually if we were just podcasting and I go, OK, jump, drop out of this and we'll edit it out. Yeah. Now we're live. Uh, that's a yeah, that's a whole thing. Uh, Jackson, I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you got here. Uh, none. Injured. Most of the people watching and listening believe you have never touched a woman. I hope that people who actually listen know that that is a, a falsehood. I, I pray that they know that. But whatever. Um, I'll play it if I have to. Uh, this, ah, boy, this is like one of the, the, the back, uh, one of the, the bad parts about doing this live is if we were doing this in the studio, similar to the 48 hours thing, I would just go. And if it, it was deemed, gross, oh, you're going to hold your cards close to your vest. Very disappointing. I'm going to share a story. 
No, our Australia story, but it's gross. Like I, I want that to be out oh, there. It's gross. Oh, yeah, well, no, yeah, this, no. that's what. So I don't have any other sexual injuries. I've, I, I pulled a hamstring once while uh, banging. I think more of a Charlie horse that kind of lingered for a day, but. Uh, <laughs> what the uh, fuck? So that, but I mean, are you, are you, you must be a passionate lover, boy. Right. Well, and and I, <laughs> or just well, not let me that ask you this: What not position were you in when you had your Charlie horse? Uh, uh, what year was Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice uh, album Doggy Style? Uh, nice. Well, I'm telling you, I'm having a time. It's like I need to fucking snort Ritalin before we do this thing. Um, ninety. I'll go ninety three because i was gonna say 92 i was gonna say 94 look it up uh doggy style that was the position that i was in doggy style um i guess that makes sense right that would be that's the only one really that would so this guy was banging you and you (laughs) you you got all of a sudden you're like stop stop no my hole's fine it's this it's this nagging charlie horse 93 93 um uh no no, it was unfortunately a female, and uh, yeah, I was—I didn't stop though. Fought through the pain. Did you, you know? really? Did you now? Did, did your did your lover? Mm. Did he turn around and go, "Hey, what's the problem?" Right. Once again, unfortunately, a female. But um, no, I, I just <laughs> no uh, because, like I said, I played through the pain, and then after the proceedings, I uh, I, I limped off. And to the end of the bed, or I guess to the kitchen and grab a Gatorade. That's the best thing to do with yeah, a no, I understand that. That's Get a Gatorade then, drink. and then stretch out. Um, I fought through the pain and I'll be honest with you. Wouldn't recommend it. If I could do it over again, I would have stopped and reassessed. So you think you injured your Charlie horse more by continuing your lovemaking session? I think that's why it lingered. I think that's why it lingered, but it was one of those like where it like debilitates you and your leg twists the other way. It was really bad, but you know, uh, you know, uh, battle through adversity. That's my credo. Let me take you back to Little Rock, Arkansas. The year is 2000. <laughs> right. And I'm living. I'm making because I think I have an idea ballpark of what you make. I am making way less than you were making, I think, when you started at KFNS. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay? Forget about what you're making now. Right. Because you've been taken care of. Mm-hmm. As, have, haven't I taken good care of you? Mm, yes. X. I've yes. gotten everybody who raises, but I'm the bad fucking guy. Remember that. I get everybody Absolutely. fuck off. Fuck. Rockio even's working here. You know, <laughs> God almighty. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, I'm about to tell a story about anal. So God bless. So, but it was unintentional. And so that is where we ran into problems. So I don't know what the position is necessarily called. I believe what is taught in sex ed classes would be cowgirl. Yeah. So I am here. Let me, let me get some, let me get some. Yeah. Pay us a little picture. Pay us a little picture, Tim. Yep. This, whatever the fuck this is. What is this? New sponsor. Design air, uh, heating and cooling. uh, Oh, is that the the tag from the hat for me? Yeah. It's over here on the mic. Hat mic. So here I am. This is me. Mm -hmm. And here is, here is my, my lover. Uh, to size, to scale. Yeah, this is to scale. If you're a small <laughs> girl. And, you know, I think some guys might kind of use that time to uh, to relax. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm whatever I am, 21 or 22, and I am, I'm ratcheting my game up. Yeah. 
And so I'm not relaxing. Right. You're playing hard. But the problem is one of the thrusts <laughs> went in the wrong spot. Oh, no. And and it was not like a way like, let's see if she's into it. It was right. not the intent. Just slip one past the goal. No, it was not the intent. And so help me. Here is here's my lover. And when that happened, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like a rocket, like yeah. a rocket off. And and I I'm going, you know, the hell happened. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, it's not like the first time we had been together. So sure. it can't be like I can't convince myself that all of a sudden I'm Lexington Steel. Right. I'm going, the hell this happened. Well, I'm looking around my place and she's curled up. I don't know if I can convey it here on the YouTube. No, no, no. Uh, in, in, in a ball in the corner of the shower. Oh, no. God, Tim. <laughs> and I just I felt absolutely terribly. Right, you know, yeah. I felt absolutely terribly. I think that story is probably not necessarily in central Arkansas, but globally, probably more common than than is than is shared on podcasts. Yeah. But but, uh, but that is that is I. So I created one unintentionally that to this day, two decades later, I can still picture the whole event. I can think I can hear the the, the screech mm -hmm. and just and so I think if anything, the lesson from that, and I went and I know I know a lot of uh I know a lot of your peers, Jackson, at 23 years old, are watching this and looking for love advice. Right. I think that's Absolutely. kind of become our bailiwick here on this Absolutely. podcast. That and foreign policy discussions two hours in Thank is you. is is if you are having an aggressive session. You know, be cognizant of right, uh, right of the situation because it can be immediately ruined. Yeah, and I, and listen, I I I was unscathed, but I hear tell. I hear tell if that happens, or even if you're going down that road and it's aggressive, you can, for lack of a better term, break your dick. Yes, yes, I have heard stories. I imagine that hasn't happened to you because you probably would have would have would have saved the charlie horse tail oh yeah no the grocery store i have has i didn't break my dick luckily I, that was the fear during the uh the story i had that i did, have not told and will not tell uh that was the fear that i broke my dick but it didn't happen uh, wow now i'm gonna have to like ask for this off the air yeah no i it's 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 not as titling as you think but it was <laughs> okay then i'm not gonna ask for it it, it was shocking um but yes i i am an avid reader of a, a little website called the sure, dear Deidre, wonderful column dear Deidre. and there's i'd say once a month a story about a bloke uh uh oh really is that right breaking his unit yeah and it's uh it's i i don't know i'm, I'm trying to think of like pain that wouldn't cause death and they say breaking your femur is pretty bad they say that tearing your achilles is pretty awful I'd say breaking your dick would be about as bad as it could get. So you thought you did? Is that what you're saying? Well, there was, boy, there's no way for me to tell it without saying it. And it's really, it's just, it's not, it's, it's a crap. If you don't want, I never want anybody to say anything they don't have comfortable saying. You I'm comfortable I mean? saying it. I just don't want like it, like people to be grossed out. Like it's All just right. like. I, I think it's, I think you should, if you want to go, go on and do it yourself somewhere on this, we'll just, we'll just leave it as a, 
Yeah. You can share it on Balloon Party Monday, right out of the gate. Right. That's, I think yeah. I think that's the time to do it. And I'll, I'll be immediately escorted out of the building right afterwards. <laughs> It'll be an early release day for me. Uh, let's see. I, I, something must be going on with Illinois. I have no fucking clue. But, uh, I think anyway. they just lost. Oh, they lost? Yeah, by one. Um, so uh, that's, that's going on. Let's see what I got here. Um... This is a question for Jackson. Interested in getting Jackson's thought as to why they're seeing this is from the fan page, but it's not in the chat. Why there seems to be more hate for Mike Anderson than Frank Hafe. Uh, well, I disagree with that premise, but I'll, I'll go to you, Jackson. Mike Anderson left for a job that many knew he would take once it was available due to his coaching experience with Nolan Richardson versus Frank Hafe, who left the program mired in NCAA violation controversy. So I just I, I I respect the gentleman who posted it. I just disagree with the premise. I think that there is, if you ask Missouri fans, uh, you got to choose which one you dislike more. I think Frank Haith is going to be Mike Anderson. What right. do you think? Yeah. Well, I think the reason Anderson by some and the hate he gets is the way he left out the back door. You know, kind of under the guise of you know who knows what, but. It was kind of a shady way to leave. I don't want to say shady because that leaves. But like I always a, say to those things, it's like, what's the right way to leave? There isn't. You know what there I mean? is, especially now, there isn't. It's just so fucking tough. Although with that one, it really stood out to people. And I think the thing that stood out even more is that it seemed like every offseason he was flirting with another program. And that drove yeah. Missouri fans up. Right, well. right. Yeah. It I wasn't mean, just the Arkansas thing. No. And the Hayes thing, you know, he did leave with a lot of controversy. Um, you know, he really didn't, the teams that were successful with him were teams that were widely recruited by Mike Anderson. So I would think Haith has a worse reputation, not to mention the Haith hire. And this is a theory. This isn't, there's no facts behind this, but with the way Haith left, you needed to hire someone safe, a, a former player like Kim Anderson, which led to so the you're Kim saying Hayth created the Kim Anderson era. No, and it's not Hayth's fault, but the re but when Hayth left, the program was wrapped in controversy. You wanted a safer bet, a guy who played at Mizzou, uh, and you get a guy like Kim Anderson who's a safer play than say like Bruce Pearl was out there at the time, uh, and a guy who's wrapped in controversy himself. So I think that getting someone like uh, Anderson and Hayth leaving with how he left. I think Haith is, is not as well liked by Mizzou basketball fans, much more so than Anderson. I think if Anderson would have left differently, and like you said, it's almost impossible to leave, you know, like right. everyone's like, oh, God bless. You know, it's hard for that to happen. But if he would have left a little differently, I think Anderson would be looked at very in a great light. I, uh, I, I That's the thing with people, oh, the way he left, the way he left. But no, but no program wants to be – and now, hell, it's even happened in Notre Dame – no program wants to be seen as less than any other place. Absolutely. Especially and in Missouri with Arkansas, even though it's not to the level of Kansas and as far mm -hmm. as a rival goes, for it to be Arkansas, that, you know, I think added to it a little more than, say, if it were, you know, USC or something yeah. like that, or if he went to St. John's, right? Uh, you know, where he is now. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I it's just one of those. It's I guess I guess I, I, guess I have some sympathy to it because – with our move, for example, I knew, and you know, because uh, I showed you an Iggy right after you guys signed your deals. Yeah. Said, who, 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 who do you think I'm calling first? And, uh, 
and you guessed Ryan Kelly and Iggy guessed Munganess, whatever, guessing sponsors, understandably. And then I showed you my phone. Number one, Jim Hayes. Number two, Darren Atkins. Yep. That was, but then in both their cases, they heard about it before I could get to them. Mm-hmm. And they heard it like the cat texted me like an hour after I called Kev and S to say uh, to Dave Zobris that we had decided to leave um, in a very polite conversation. He knew that we were going to make a decision. Um, so it happened. You just can't you can't keep it in. And Mike Anderson is going to do a press conference in Fayetteville, Arkansas. He's not going to do a press conference about the Arkansas job in Columbia, Missouri. So I just don't know what you can do. You know, your new employer is obviously giving you new more money is wanting you to keep it quiet. There's just no way to do it, you know? And then, then you're understandably have fans from the, the previous school mad that you're leaving their school. So then it's intensified. So I have a different perspective, I think, on the Anderson exit than I did a decade ago, because now it's, I just don't know how, let me ask this question and it's rhetorical because, you know, but who has left well, you know what I mean? And yeah, it, I mean, you know, in a power five to a power five, by the way. Like, right, I don't think yeah. UCF fans were pissed off at Scott Frost for going back to his, no, no, career, yeah. for example. Yeah, yeah, you I was know? shocked Smart going to Texas. No one was mad at that. It's that's what I'm saying. It's tough. It's tough to leave well because how do you do it? Of course, you were recruiting because you didn't know you had the job, and then you don't accept the job until everything's agreed to. And once it's agreed to, well, now you know you're done. But you're working and recruiting up until that moment. It's a tough mm-hmm. fucking spot. I don't. Right. That's the thing. I don't. It's easy to shit on them and say, "Oh, these guys are assholes." But if I put myself in that spot, I don't know what the alternative is. I'm right. open to hearing. But I yeah. don't know who has left well, you know. No, and I and I go back to the, this year, some in recent people's memories, like Brian Kelly was kind of getting dragged. And as much as I'm not a big Brian Kelly guy, how the hell was he supposed to? Like, what was he supposed to do? Like, you know, once the press gets hold of it, it's their duty to get to put it out to the masses. So it's it's literally impossible to like, hey, I'm go like tell your players and then somehow seamlessly get it out to the press afterwards. It's almost impossible. So and I think there's plenty of things to get mad at Brian Kelly about one of which is, I don't think the way he left. Personally. I just don't, that's the thing. I it, like, it's like, okay, if somebody did something that I think from the outside looking in, which is always unfair because there's so many fucking circumstances that the public right. doesn't know, right, especially right. when you're working with somebody who values keeping things inside the room uh, that how do how would I do it differently? And I just don't know what, what you can do. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, unless you call your players together and say, you know, I'm leaving. I know this is not, it's just a great opportunity for me and my family. And it's only, there are only a handful of jobs I would have left for. This happens to be one. I love you guys. I want you to be successful. Uh, I know this isn't the way you wanted it to go, but for me and my family, this is the best move. And, And perhaps some years down the road, you'll understand when you have an opportunity that's best for you and your family, you have to take care of your family first, but I didn't want you guys to hear it from social media or elsewhere. Um, I wanted to look you in the eye and tell you, I, even then you're still going to, you're probably going to have, you might have a player who, you know, scream something at you or something, you know, I, I just don't know what the best way to handle it is. So it's a tough spot, but I think that's why Missouri fans maybe have less nostalgia for the Anderson era because of the way it ended as opposed to how successful some of those teams were and how it laid the foundation for what was an incredible 2012 season that just ended in horror with uh, 
<laughs> with the Norfolk State debacle. All right, we got to wrap it up. Uh, man, we covered a lot of fucking random stuff here. Yeah. Uh, didn't get into Vladimir Putin, though, this week. Are you mad? Uh... Yeah, you know, last week when we got around to that, I think based off of a Henry David Thoreau quote, I was just like, what are we doing? What the fuck is going on? But uh, it's good to, uh, you know, maybe next week we'll we'll get back into the uh, into foreign policy. Right. Uh, you can email in your questions, comments, suggestions, anything is welcome. T McKernan at TMASTL.com. T McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Uh, and uh, we save it for QFTA, which we do once a week. We're doing interviews now. Uh, if you missed them, I reckon you can watch them on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Danforth, Joe Buck, and This Week Learn. Uh, and Iggy joins for the entire interview. It's good stuff. Subscribe to the Tim McKernan Show uh, on podcasts. Or you just download the TMASTL app and Balloon Party. The Tim McKernan Show and TMA are all there for you to podcast anytime you want. Thank you to our sponsors. Munganass, stlouisacura.com, and altontoyota.com. The great Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson for new cars, for pre-owned cars. For car service, get it done at MunganassStLouisAcura.com and AltonToyota.com. Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies and Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling for Action Jackson. Now going by Lil Tex or Boy of Tim and Boy. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show from the Home Loan Expert. Studio. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. Don't miss our weekend special. Save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed plus free home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.